Welcome back to Volcors Exposed. I'm Nathan Kirk, and did you guys know that by 2025, Canada will stop selling cars that run on fossil fuels? That's right. You guys heard correctly. Uh, by 2025, Canada, is, if they don't stop selling cars that run on fossil fuels, they're going to at least... Um, significantly um, drop sales for cars that run on fossil fuels or that burn any emissions. And it doesn't sound like much, but that's a pretty big deal. Like we're at a we're at a point in time where like if, if this was if this was two thousand and five, okay, and someone said, oh the year twenty twenty, like as a kid, as a young child, I was like, "Whoa, 2020? That is a like that's a far away. Like that's that's out of this world." But I don't know. It's it's scary. I mean, I can't say it's scary. It's just it's so different and it's so hard to accept the fact that we're in a new era. We're in a new point of time and I don't know. It's it's the worst. It's very eerie. It's very unsettling. That's for sure. And a lot of countries already thought of this. Um, I'm pretty sure Germany was ahead of the game for a very long time. Um, I think they, I think they they had this in mind to stop selling cars or at least to stop making cars that run on fossil fuels. I think they were thinking about it for at least five five years now and i was bored one day so i googled it and i just put a quick google like um when will um fossil fuel cars that run on fossil fuels um stop being sold um obviously on a market level um and they said in the in the next five to ten years most countries are going to switch over to mostly electric vehicles and that's great i mean obviously for the planet it's just, it's so weird because 20 years from now, like, imagine, like, telling stories about this. Oh, yeah, we used to drive cars that ran on, ran on fossil fuels, and uh, fossil fuels came from the ground. They're pretty much old, decomposing, like, <laughs> dinosaurs and, and, uh, and other living species from millions of years ago, and that's where oil comes from. Like, imagine telling, imagine telling like, generation after generation that, like, it's just going to be unbelievable like 40 years from now. I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's so weird. It's so strange to think about. And it's, I do apologize, guys, if you guys hear the traffic. We just happen to live on the main road in this town. And I don't know. It's just super loud. Okay. Uh, I did a quick Google here. Um, so apparently the 10% of vehicles, of all vehicles, sold by 2025 to be zero emissions. So anything that runs on fossil fuels like gasoline, you know, diesel fuel, oil, etc., etc. Um, let's see if I can get into a little more detail here. Okay. Uh, British Columbia yesterday passed an emissions law aimed at curbing the productions and sales of fuel-burning cars in Canada province. Uh, marketing, or marking 
North America's most aggressive uh, legislation to date. According to the NBC, the law mandates that 10% of all vehicles sold by 2025 to be zero emissions, zero emission ones, while the sales of fuel burning cars and trucks will be banned. Wow, overwrite by 2040. Zero emission vehicles include batteries, electronics. Okay, so I was wrong. So zero emissions. Okay, um, I'm a goofball. So, <laughs> uh, so zero emissions. So that's pretty much anything that I guess runs on anything from the from that's mined. I guess from the planet. Okay, so. Let's read that again. Vehicles sold by 2025 to be zero emission ones, while the sale of fuel burning cars and trucks will be banned overwrite by 20, 2040. Zero emission vehicles include batteries, uh, battery electric, uh, plug-in hybrids, and hydrogen fuel cell models. Okay, so what they're saying is um, banning cars, all cars around zero emissions whatsoever, it might be a bit of a stretch or it might be too aggressive to ban all cars run emissions by 2040 um but i don't know i guess i guess the the goal is to save um the, the goal is to save planet earth and i guess us as humans have never been um this desperate before to save our own planet our own home because well, for one, we destroyed it. It's our fault that we like, that the planet is the way that it is. I don't know about um, climate change because climate change is more of a natural process. Yes, we helped speed it up very fast, but climate change has been happening since we were even around. It's it's climate change. It's literally in the word. It's just the climate is changing all the time. But we definitely had a factor into it of speeding climate change up. So, yeah, I don't know. Like it's like what what more can we possibly do? Yes, we can stop, you know, driving cars with that run on fossil fuels, or we can try to eliminate, you know, emissions. But it's I don't know. We can. We pollute the earth in every way possible. There's not going to be a time where we're never going to, you know, pollute the earth or we're going to be so amazing that we we're never polluting or we're not leaving a, a footprint of some kind, whether it's a car, a carbon footprint or, you know, a, like a like a garbage footprint or, you know, waste footprint. Uh, there is going to be a time where that's not a thing. We're just, I guess, us as humans, we are not capable of coming together as one and stopping um, pollution or or trying to fix climate change because... Obviously, it's money. Money comes into factor with everything. It's like there's obviously a lot of people out there. At least half the population of the world wants um, wants the environment to be 
a, a clean and efficient place for the next generation, the next generation, et cetera, et cetera. But there's just, other, you know, half of the, the other half of the population, it's all about money. It's all about the governments. It's all about, um, you know, selling. It's all about trading. It's it's all about the money. There's us as humans can't just like, oh, let's, let's, let's end pollution. Let's let's uh, stop the carbon footprint. Um, we need to care about the next generation. Yeah, that's not going through a lot of people's minds, and it it kind of sucks to be honest because it's like. It's like we're now dumping our problems onto the next generation. And we're like, well, sorry guys, we did this, but you guys have to fix it. It's up to you guys. The fate of the world is uh, depending on you. It's a horrible way to think, but it's the truth. And like, I hear my parents talk about, well, in the 80s, there was, or in the 80s back then, or even the you know, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, like, there wasn't much, there really wasn't such a thing as recycling, or there wasn't such a thing as uh, caring about the environment. And uh, I sit back and think to myself, but how? Why wasn't there such a thing? It, it seems so simple. It seems so simple to recycle. It seems so simple to care about the environment. It seems so simple to... Um, put a Cadillac converter on your car <laughs> because nowadays if you don't have one on your car it's it, you can get a fine it's it's, it's illegal because you're you're putting, you're putting more emissions in the, into the air and it's just it's it mind boggles me to sit there and think but how back then do they not notice or do they not care and i'm sure they were aware of the chemicals they're putting into the oceans the air even the ground I'm sure they were aware, but it's just they didn't care. And it's like, why? Why don't they care? Why didn't they care? Because because of the past, um, this generation and the next generation is going to have to fix it. And that's terrifying. Like, me thinking about like telling the kids, like, yeah, by the way... Um, you guys don't fix this problem if you don't fix you know the pollution and the, the the dying forests and the people cutting down the forest if you don't fix this sorry we're not gonna have a planet earth left it, it's gonna be too hard to breathe it's gonna get hot um just imagine telling your kids that having that conversation with them it's it's oh really eerie to think about and um like the new hyperloop train it was all over facebook it's all over the news they're thinking of building a hyperloop train from toronto to montreal and it says it can get there in under 45 minutes um don't take me up on that i could be wrong but it sounds correct so apparently it get from it can get from toronto to montreal in under 45 minutes and uh, let me just do a quick search of how fast this Hyperloop train can travel. All right, how fast, oops, how fast can the Hyper, okay. <sighs> the Hyperloop uh, Genesis uh, paper can convince the Hyperloop system that would 
propel passengers along the 350-mile, uh, so 560-kilometers route at a speed of 760 miles per hour. Whoa, 760 miles per hour. That is 1,200 kilometers per hour, allowing for a travel time of 35 minutes, which is considerably fast, faster than a current rail or air travel times. Okay, guys, that is ridiculously fast. So pretty much how this Hyperloop train works, um, the train is in a tube, looks like. It's in like a a uh, like a cylinder. It travels through a glass tube or at least some sort of a plexi. And inside the tube, um, they pretty much suck all the air out. All the air gets sucked out of the tube so that there's no resistance on the actual train. And the train is actually levitated by magnets. It's propelled by magnets and electric motors. That's why the train is, is, is able to go that fast without basically using up any electricity or any energy whatsoever. So that's a realistical number. I don't think realistical is even a word, but that's a pretty realistic number um, based on how they're engineering this. Like... This like this is the future, and we've hit a new era of time, and it's so weird. Like, it's weird crossing into this new era at my age, because in two thousand five, all of this was in like, all of this was in sci-fi films, or all of this was in movies, and this was you know CG CGI generated because obviously no one knew what they were doing. No one, no one could actually f like find out how to make a hyperloop train, and yes, China has been running their trains off of you know magnet le magnet ugh, magnetized levitation for years, but they're only reached top speeds of like two hundred fifty kilometers an hour, maybe three hundred kilometers an hour, but one thousand two hundred kilometers an hour. That's ridiculous. That's fast. And apparently they said that you can barely feel it. You can barely feel like yourself going that fast. It's, ooh, I'm telling you guys, this is, this is intense. This is the beginning of a new era. Man, can you imagine? It takes me like four hours to drive to Brampton, Ontario from my current location. Can you imagine just like hopping on a train? Just take the Hyperloop chain. It, it would take me like... That would take me... About 25 minutes. 25 minutes! 4 hours to 25... Like, going from 4 hours down to 25 minutes. From a Hyperloop train. Now, probably it's going to be expensive. Apparently they said it's going to cost... Um, as if you were, you know, paying for a full tank of gas, which I think those numbers are a little inaccurate because it depends on what you're driving. Like it only, it costs fifty-five dollars roughly to fill my tank, uh, versus other people it can cost them like, you know, a hundred, hundred fifty dollars to fill their tank. So I don't know. Um, I think it's still worth it though, because if it costs me fifty-five dollars to fill my tank. Because actually, I don't burn that much. I burn half a tank if I take the Trans-Canada Highway from here to Brampton, Ontario. So I burn half a tank. So I, I, I burn like 25 bucks, maybe maybe 30 bucks um, of fuel. Is it worth it to, to 
to pay 150 bucks for a 25, you know, 30 minute train ride, which would take you four hours. But yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's worth it because you don't have to deal with traffic, you don't have to deal with you know navigating, you don't have to deal with the stress, you don't have to deal with you know back pain of driving for, for so long. But you know, I think it's worth it. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just I'm so. I'm so psyched about this, but at the same time, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. It's like we've hit this level of technology so fast, and we're continue continuing to climb at a astounding rate. And there's a, there's another thing. Um, I, where was I watching it? I think it was, I think it was on YouTube um, with Robert Downey Jr. He was he was hosting it, and. Um, pretty much it's AI um, learning how to okay how do I say this pretty much you take a bunch of photos yourself making um, like a lot of like face expressions and, and facial phrases and moving your mouth in weird different ways and your eyes and your eyebrows and it takes the camera takes so many photos and that renders into a computer and then pretty much it gets put all together and then AI gets uploaded um, to those images. And pretty much now you have a AI version of yourself that's rendered out and has and it talks like you and it makes phrases like you and the the iconic singer Will I Am from uh, Black Eyed Peas, um, he's already doing it. I'm pretty sure he already did it. And <laughs> it's scary. Because when he's not around, when he passes away, he's still gonna he's gonna have an AI generated version of himself that's there forever. Like this is this is scary. Like is is it gonna be like is there going to be a need for actors or models? Because CGI, the way CGI is working nowadays, it's so lifelike. It's so realistic. Obviously, if the budget is low on the movie, you can tell when CGI is just crap. But, like, I've seen some of the renders, and you can barely tell it's a CGI rendering. It's... It's actually really intense. And... There's not going to be a need for actors, because it's all going to be computer-generated. Which kind of sucks for my brother because he's in acting school. Can you imagine? He finally gets a gig. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't need you anymore. Sorry. But at the same time, it's like, nope, that's a lie. Because at the same time, they would need physical human beings. Because they need a base plate to work off of. So they need lighting references. They need like bone structure references, muscle references. So yes, there's not going to be a need for actors, but at the same time, they're still going to need physical people to use as, as examples. So maybe the actors will still get paid. Like maybe the actual human beings will still get paid based off of the rendering because their face would have to obviously look exactly like... The render would have to look exactly like the human being because obviously it's a reference. So I don't know. Man, this is a zesty topic. A little eerie. Sorry if I uh, if I got into you guys' head a bit. 
guys are listening to this listening to this on your way to work or school I'm so sorry you guys you guys are gonna be thinking about this all day <laughs> but um yeah it's like I can't imagine what it's gonna be like for my son because I'm 21 years old now and by the time he's 21 years old can you imagine like with the rate of technology that's moving now um it's just gonna be completely different when he's 21 years old and he's gonna have an electric car can you imagine his first vehicle is gonna be an electric car that's crazy nowadays you have an electric car like tesla you'd be considered i guess wealthy or a little bit on the wealthier side if you have a tesla but my my child's first car is going to be a tesla possibly or some sort of electric vehicle man oh oh, man this is crazy and like it's just gonna be so weird looking back on this and i get to say oh yeah i remember i remember when they switched over to electric i remember the slow transition to switching over to electric vehicles or vehicles that stopped running on fossil fuels I'm still kind of confused about the emission thing, like cars that run on zero emissions. Um, I, I always thought, you know, emissions uh, emissions is, you know, exhaust from cars running on on fossil fuels. But it's like, I didn't know that, I, can't, I can't batteries make emissions? But a battery-powered vehicle make emissions? I mean, you would think, if there's some sort of a cooling system, maybe, because the batteries get extremely hot. Well, not hot, not extremely hot, but they get warm enough that they need some sort of a cooling system um, to cool them down. So if, they, if there's an exhaust system from where that hot air comes out of, I guess that's some sort of emission. I mean, it's, I don't think it's that bad, nor close to being as bad as, obviously, gasoline or diesel. But... Um, yeah, I mean, whew. like I, I drive I drive a 2012 Mazda three, and it's starting to show its age. Um, I guess not really, not no, not uh, physically showing. I mean, it has a few little like like small rust spots, like very unnoticeable. Um, but you can kind of tell like the transmission is like it, it had its better days. <laughs> Um, and I was, I was talking to Nicole and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to need a new vehicle in at least a year, at least a year and a half, maybe. It's like, okay, well you can save up, you know, get a decent down payment and get whatever vehicle you want. Now I'm not going to get anything crazy, but (sighs) will I have to get an electric vehicle? Because think about it. By the time I get, if I get a gas powered vehicle or a vehicle that runs on, you know, fossil fuels, would I have to get rid of it? Like, I don't think people who already have existing vehicles that run on fossil fuels would have to get rid of it. I don't think there's a law saying, oh, if you if if you have, and I'm talking about like, I'm talking about 2025 guys or like 2030. If you have a um, vehicle that runs on fossil fuels, are they going to make you get rid of it? Are they going to make you? Are they, are they going to impound it? Are they going to destroy it? Are they going to take it to the crusher? I don't know. Are they going to remove it from your possession? Like, what are they going to do? Like, I mean, if they do do that, 
they make a law saying if you have a vehicle that runs on fossil fuels, you have to get rid of it by this point in time. Do you have any idea how much metal, like scrap metal that would just be lying everywhere, how much it would cost to get rid of that scrap metal, how much it would cost to melt down that scrap metal? And you know what? I'm really glad that we're taking these steps to, you know, when we reuse and recycle. Like, apparently, um, apparently the coffee beans, was it Tim Hortons or McDonald's? I'm pretty sure it was McDonald's. So, the, so coffee beans have an outer shell, and that outer shell, um, apparently is polluting the earth in a certain way. I guess it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's so many coffee shells that it, it got to the point where it was hard to get rid of it. So, McDonald's actually partnered up with Ford Motor Company and started making their headlights and their headlight units um, out of this um, coffee bean shell. Obviously, there's other you know stuff that go in, goes into it, like um, different forms of plastics mixed with the coffee bean shell. And apparently, it works way better than the plastic moldings that they were using for headlights in the first place. It's a lot more heat resistant. Um, it's it's less it's less um, harder to make this new synthetic plastic. Um, it's not really synthetic, I guess. I mean, freaking coffee beans, but <laughs> coffee bean shells, I should say. But yeah, I was like, whoa, this is actually really cool. This is a great way, and it passed all the um, the legal legal certifications that it needed to. Like I said, it it it's able to handle temperatures way better than the original plastics that they were using for these headlight units because headlights get extremely hot and like the especially um just the regular bulbs that that most people use they get really hot and um like they can melt plastic easily so it's nice to see that they're incorporating like shells from coffee beans into plastic to make car parts and Ford partnered up with McDonald's to do this and apparently it's going to start spreading to other motor companies which is really great like I'm actually like really excited but um yeah well I guess this is pretty much my time wow um I do apologize guys if I got into your heads (laughs) about this type of topic and um yeah it was kind of bothering me kind of uh kind of all day i just want to talk about it because um i'm a little behind on the podcast i think i'm a day behind on the podcast not really a big deal um anyway uh if you guys want to start your own podcast join anchor very easy platform to do so you can create your own um you can create your own podcast platform with you know different inner loops and different musics that you can choose from uh, you can also monetize your podcast if you live in the USA, which is pretty great. You can start making money off your podcast right away. I'm not sponsored to say this. I'm not getting paid to say this. I just really like Anchor. But uh, yeah, with that being said, you guys will be hearing from me soon, which is obviously next week. And uh, I hope everyone has a, a very, very great day.